Recorded Books presents an unabridged recording of The Case of the Cryptic Crinoline by Nancy Springer, narrated by Catherine Kelgren, and directed by Rob Grannis. Scootery, Turkey, 1855. The faint of heart may proceed directly to chapter the first. On the hilltop above the harbour stands the huge square building that used to be the barracks for the Turkish army, but is now hell's home on earth. The stench of bloated carcasses, cow, horse, human, floating in the sea, is nothing compared with the stench within that massive masonry cube. Shoulder to shoulder on its stone floors lie wounded, sick, or dying men, mostly young British soldiers, many without even a straw pallet beneath them or a blanket for covering. Hell is relatively quiet, so deeply desperate, helpless, and weak are the patients that they languish almost soundless, dying by the thousands of infection, gangrene, and cholera. One of those lying insensible, not likely to live through the approaching night, is a young fellow just twenty years of age. By his side crouches a frightened girl even younger than he, his bride of less than a year, who has come to this awful place with him. Most of the men's wives have come along, trailing the regiments with babes in arms, for no way is provided for the soldiers to send home their pay, and separated from their husbands the women will starve. Many of them are starving anyway. Watching her husband die, the girl maintains the mute, shivering, and mostly silent misery characteristic of Scootery, for she has seen too much death. She realizes that she herself might well die, and she does not dare to hope that the new life she carries within her thin body can survive. A little farther down the ward, a woman wearing a shapeless grey wrapper and cap washes crusted mucus from a soldier's eyes. Since recently arriving from England, the small group of determined nurses has managed somewhat to improve matters in scootery. They have scrubbed filthy floors, bathed filthy bodies, boiled the lice out of some of the blankets. The soldier with the infected eyes may go blind— but as fewer than half of those who enter Scootery come out alive, he should consider himself lucky. Keep your hands away from your eyes now, the nurse tells him, no matter how much you wish to rub them, for your touch transfers foul matter into them. Walking through the eight miles of wards comes another nurse, a thin aristocratic woman who carries a lamp, for night is falling. Her oval face is remarkably sweet, symmetrical, and placid, Her hair, parted precisely in the middle, lies smooth like brown wings beneath a white lace cap that ties under her chin. Slowly she progresses, pausing at the foot of many a patient's palate and speaking in a soft, melodious voice. The letter to your mother has been sent, Higgins. Not at all, you are very welcome. Did you eat today, O'Reilly? Good. I should have a blanket for you tomorrow. Did you use a fresh sponge, Walters? As she pauses where the nurse ministers to the man going blind, Good. Go to your quarters now. It's getting dark. As the nurse leaves, the lady with the lamp walks forward again, to pause where the trembling girl crouches beside her unconscious husband. 
After a look at him, the lady sets down her lamp, seats herself likewise on the cold stone floor, takes the man's blue bare feet into her lap, and begins briskly to rub them with her hands, perhaps warming them a bit. It is the only comfort I can give him, she tells the girl, who sits mute and huge-eyed by his side. You must go now, child. You may come back in the morning. The thin young wife gazes back at her, wordless and imploring. The lady replies to that gaze, as if to a spoken plea. I know you wish to stay with him, child, but the rule is that there are to be no females in the wards at night, and if we do not obey, the army may send us back to the kitchen, or even worse, back to England. Her soft voice never rises, and her face, although thin, shows no weariness, resentment, or frustration. It remains angelically serene, even as she says, If that happens, then there will be no nursing for the unfortunates, not even in the daytime. So we must go. Do you understand?